He wasn't there for the Gucci man. The energy was not there for the Gucci man and the young Jeezy. But you gonna watch Ashanti and Keisha Cole? Y'all know I'm an R&B head by now. You should. Oh yeah. You ready? Right. No, it is. Who you think's gonna win? Honestly, like Ashanti has a lot of writing credits. Mm-hmm. Like she's written for a lot of people, but I think Keisha Cole might take this. What? Everybody I talk to, why? Everybody's been saying Keisha Cole, but like Ashanti's a legend. But I, I don't, I haven't listened to Keisha show. I only know that one song. One song. That one song. What? There's no that one song for me. There's a lot of songs. That I knew that I yeah, missing. I thought so. Yeah, I love. <laughs> no, she has hits. She has hits. I feel like. I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like her voice is stronger than Ashanti's. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, her her catalog, her catalog. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure she's gonna win because when you think of Ashanti, like she just now started making music, right? Again, but when I feel like when you think of her, you think of one era, and it's like early 2000s. Like she doesn't span yeah. that far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm looking at her album right now. Her album, Ashanti, I thought it came out like 99, 2000, but it came out in 2002. Okay. Maybe I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I had a hey, you know, ladies and gentlemen, maybe I don't know. I got caught up. You know, that, that cover for the strict state, you know, is very persuasive. OMG, I know that. <laughs> that definitely brought some hype around her because it's very yeah. persuasive. Yeah, she had been gone for a minute, so too bad I had to delete that album off my phone. Anyways. <laughs> I do too. And before we move on to the next topic, no, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it now. No, but what? No, that, that I, was, I was listening to that album consistently. That's why it's so high up when I release my Apple whatever. It's gonna be high. Y'all gonna see Tory Lanes, and this is my inspiration right here. It's because that was a four. You're still gonna put him in your list, huh? You're still gonna put him in your list. I can't. You can't adjust it. You know what I mean? That was my album. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like what we listened to? Yeah, like I can't. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a dope album. I liked it. Oh yeah. I don't even think he was in my um top people I listened to, but I definitely killed that album. You know. And it was also Jay Z's birthday. Shout out to Hove. I had to sneak that in here. You know, how old is he now? He's fifty-one. Nah. Yeah, bro. Are you for real? Yeah. I feel like he just turned forty-four or something. <laughs> nah, Hove is getting up there, man. The the golden years, they say. I think fifty of the golden years or something like that. Maybe. Fifty-one. Is Beyonce even forty yet? I don't know. Let me I ask think she turned like, Yeah. Look, I think she turned like 38, 39. I think she's 40. Hey, she's she almost there. How old is Beyonce? Beyonce is 39 years old. Wow. 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 I see you, Holmes. 
<laughs> I mean, that sounds like ill, but that sounds creepy. No, I was talking to one of my favorite listeners about it, and I didn't know because he started he started like talking to her, I guess, because we don't know when they started dating. You don't know. He started talking to her when she was like twenty. He was like around twenty-eight, thirty. Well, at least she was twenty and not like freshly eighteen. How people be weird and waiting. <laughs> Hey man, I, and my joke was Jay Z knows how to how to uh, scout talent. Cause shit, look at her. He honestly, <laughs> let me stop talking. <laughs> I mean, he does. He he signed Cole, so I can agree with that. <laughs> Rihanna, <laughs> I can agree with that. You scout some talent. I'm just saying. And then the side note, wait, we was talking about this earlier because we were talking about the Soul Trade Awards last episode. It's funny because uh, the day we were recording the Soul Train episode was, and the Soul Train Awards was airing, and I was like, "Yo," I was like, "Damn, Rajaya!" <laughs> Literally that night, <laughs> I was disgusted. I'm like, "Ah, I thought I was a journalist, but you know, next year." <laughs> Definitely, and I was saying to you before we started, I was telling him like, I feel like this pandemic might have made these smaller quote-unquote smaller um award shows like take into consideration that you never know what the fuck's gonna happen and i'm sure this pandemic like affected i mean maybe it didn't affect their views because you know we're at home but in terms of like promoting like we've been home so long people getting sick of social media taking breaks from it taking a hiatus you could easily miss that the AMAs are on, Soul Train Awards are on. Like, same with Soul Train Awards. Well, Soul Train Awards, I saw, like, you know how they show it, like, back-to-back? Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of it, and I was like, damn, we were just talking about this, and it was on <laughs> literally, like, right now. And then with the AMAs, I didn't know about it till the next day. I think Billboard Awards already happened, so I feel like, yeah, they got to step their game up in terms of marketing and promotion. Um, and it's got to be, like, outside of social media. I mean, it's like, it's kind of weird. What is the word? Like, not oxymoron, but I don't know. It's weird because, like, we're at home. Like, you really wouldn't see it on the billboard, maybe. But then it's like, I know I've been taking some breaks from social media. A lot of people have because, like, it's not all we have right now, but it's, like, so in your face. It's already in your face every day. But with a pandemic, you can really get lost in that shit. So... I think just food for thought, like, I feel like everybody always anticipates the Grammys, you anticipate the Oscars, Emmys, even BET, like, they, they're pretty known like that, but I think it's, yeah, something that all these other award shows should keep in mind, because you never know what can happen, mm-hmm. as we've seen. I need to buy some Twitter ads, shit, because <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. No, I'm saying. God damn thing. But, you know, lesson learned. Gotta put our ear to the ground more. But no, I wanted to, to bring these up because I was like, you know, there's some honorable mention things we talk about in the topics. But, mm-hmm. you know, get into our first topic, though. You know, I, I think it was like, it was hard to really find some stories. I'm, I'm going somewhere with it. Follow my lead. It, it was hard. It has. It really has. Because there's just so much going on. And I was like, damn, what could we talk about? 
And then mind you, it was literally, I, I don't know. It was like looking in the mirror or just being like, oh, oh my gosh. Um, and it kind of goes to social media. Like you said, it's all in your face. It's always there. It's on our mind to we're so used to, or maybe I was so used to it or whatever. But I said all I have to say is talk about COVID because I feel like at this moment, Roger, this is the moment. This is like really the time where people really need to hunker down and be more aware and mindful and know what's going on. Because I do believe this is kind of the beginning of the end of like this, the pandemic um, in a sense of we're not as lost as we were. What is it? Has it been eight months? I don't even know no more. Huh? Yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been nine, 12. Yeah, it's been nine. Week, weeks turn into days and days into weeks and it's all the same but yes <laughs> but yeah I think it's time because I feel like we, we've gotten really comfortable me included like for my own little personal thing now I didn't even tell you this at the gym I've been going to they had someone who tested positive for COVID um, yeah man and I you know and I feel like everybody's like this for most people it's like it's until it hits you personally or you know kind of semi-personally that you take it more seriously which i was you know i was social distancing and i was 90 percent sure that i didn't have it because i'll be dapping nobody up it's a bunch of head nods and attaboys you know nothing crazy i wipe my barb and everything now but it was just crazy because i'm like y'all gotta get tested because i live in a multi-generational household and this and that and then even getting the test it was like i had to wait three days because it was so busy it was so packed with everybody trying to get their testing from the holidays and it was a lot it was stressful because you don't know if you got it and you know you could be asymptomatic and give it to your household Mm -hmm. so you know that's why i wanted to do this because it's like we're getting real comfortable but shit is still going on and yes the vaccine is on the way but it's still going to be some time before you know if you want it it's gonna be some time before you can get it and kind of like for massachusetts because most people that listen to us is from massachusetts as of today we have about 256,000 cases 256,084 cases and 844 cases and then yesterday was reported that there was a new 4,827 cases in the last 14 days <laughs> the last 14 days bro 49,994 and then that's just how many new cases and cases in general the last two weeks and then deaths um there's been 11,000 i believe overall deaths in massachusetts and then just you know last yesterday maybe this is that's that's covering a two-week period actually i think and just yesterday there was 50 plus deaths Wow. So, like, you know, in Massachusetts, in Massachusetts, clear. That's it's fucking wild, and I think for me, I'm a numbers person. I'm not a math person. I'm a numbers person. I need to see the numbers. I need to see what's going on, and it's, it makes it more clear. It's easier for me to comprehend. And just mm-hmm. seeing those numbers, it's wild because combining that with the information of how you know it can get contracted and the guidelines. I think I'm taking it as a warning and a reminder and I wanted to spread it on to, you know, our audience, you, the family, because it's like, you know, we're so close to getting the vaccine in, you know, we just got to hunker down a little bit more and protect yourself. Um, 
and you know, I'm not saying staying home and all that shit. Like, you know, you don't have to do that, but just be mindful. Cause I'm not like, I go to the gym, I do my work from home and I go to the gym and the gym is like for my peace of mind and for me to, you know, take care. I'm taking care of myself. I'm working out and my mind is away from COVID and the work I do. So definitely, you know, find your peace between this time because it's, it's really crazy. Um, then my last little tidbit, because, you know, the vaccines in the news and there's a lot of talk with Pfizer and Moderna. Then there's other vaccines that are getting approved or, you know, the process of getting approved. I kind of wanted to put the deadline out there because um, definitely live in the moment, but we got to think about our future. And, you know, that's just how I'm thinking about it in my head. And this is like the timeline. So, like, let's see. Supposedly, the Pfizer is supposed to get approved sometime this month, Pfizer and Moderna. Um, and then, like, the the priority people is basically, you know, healthcare workers, frontline workers, people over 65, and then people with pre-existing conditions. So, like, those are the people going to be getting the first doses. And that's going to be running from, if it's approved in December or January, and that's running from those two months to basically March. That's where the vaccines will be going out. And like, I know with the Pfizer one, it's like a two shot. So you get it one day, then 21 days after you get that shot again. And then supposedly with the Moderna, it's like a one shot um, and you good or whatever for the year. Um, and, I, and it's like, at least it's being reported that it's, it's gonna be like getting your flu shots and this might be a yearly thing, but they don't know yet because it's still pretty new, but that's what it's being reported as. Then in May, then in April and May, um, that's when the vaccine will be more widely available to, you know, us and other people in the general public. And then supposedly between um, August and September, that's when, you know, most adults who want the vaccine or whatever, that's when it'll definitely be, you know, at your CVS, your Walgreens, your wherever you get your shots or, you know, see your doctor at. That's when we're supposed to get it. That's, you know, it's supposed to be very, you know, around the country easier to get. And then, you know, hopefully by next November, December, you know, that's when the herd immunity, you know, through the vaccines and supposedly 75% of people are going to get it if you want to get it. Um, and I know there's people out there who don't want to get the vaccine or whatever. That's whatever. I'm just throwing information out there. Cause I just think it's good to have the information of what's going on, get the full scope of things. But um, yeah, Roger, man. <laughs> I just want to put those out there. But what is, how are you feeling about it? How are you going, you know, with everything? I mean, I don't trust the government. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but, um, I don't want to deal with COVID forever. And I'll likely get the vaccine later. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be one of the first groups. You're going to catch it in November 2021. <laughs> that's like a whole year. But what, what month is the first time? That'll be ready. Like, for us, we'll probably won't get it until maybe June. That's when supposedly will be able to be getting it. But you know, I'm comparing it in my head and, and to be funny, I'm comparing it to the PS5s and shit. I'm like, man, 
ain't no way it's gonna be available for everybody by June. Everybody, there's gonna be a, a lot of people trying to get it. So it's gonna be real difficult to get. But so then, shit, might as well wait for November then. <laughs> like, that is gonna be the case. Looking like, but yeah, I mean, the sooner they can tackle this, the better. I mean. Obviously, it's been taking this long because they wanted to like be efficient at work. Um, I don't know; it gives me anxiety. But we definitely need a vaccine, and soon, I think we wouldn't even really have to be this worried about it if America just if America just had their shit together in the first place. Hmm. Like I saw a video of what was that? Australia, I think at this like big ass fucking festival um people at this big festival just like no worries about covid at all they haven't had a case since like april mm-hmm. like uh well i don't think it was the whole country but it was this one like area like uh what would you say like city or something yeah they haven't had a positive test since april and i'm just like wow like it's possible it was possible It'll be March before you know it. A whole year of just nonsense with this country. Like, I just can't. <laughs> that shit's fucking wild. Like, when you really think about it, like, March it will be here in no time. And it's been it's more of the same. You're, you're right. And that's crazy. Because, damn. Just thinking about a year ago where we were from this and how the world is different says a lot but if anything i'm just throwing this out there for people just to say do your research you know definitely look at the different vaccines and everything that's what i'm preaching to everybody just because like this shit is real it's affecting a lot of people and not even necessarily you know people who have the covid I was watching like a friend of mine's, uh, Mickey's story, and she's telling about how at her job she works in the hospitals. That is like yeah. affecting protocols where people can't even get visits, people dying, not even from COVID. They um, they can't, you know, it's affecting their way of life and it's affecting our way of life. And my opinion on it is just that I think people are really selfish. I don't think America will ever get our shit together with anything. And this is a prime example of just, you know, I, I see people, you know, going places, not wearing masks and just spreading lies. And it's like, you know, how can you do that when you know there's, there's people dying from it? The way we live is different. And like, you know, it's it's proven that if you just chill out, like we just chill out for a little bit and go to where only we need to be. You know, we could be like Australia, but we'll see man well you know hopefully i'm shit i don't even want to say march hopefully in, in april <laughs> you know things will get better but i already i already told you Rajaya, yeah, this this summer's already a dub for me it's already a dub next summer's already a dub yeah i'm still yeah i'm not gonna be in big groups like i don't i don't know how we can ever like move normally after this like at least the way that our country's handling it, like I can't picture myself like having the summer I want, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to echo what you said. Like shout out Mickey, everybody in the healthcare system that's been educating us. Like it's been really helpful. It doesn't go unnoticed. Like 
keep talking that talk letting us know people will be ignorant unfortunately but like the information is very helpful um i was on twitter the other day where i got sent this like interaction and people really are just careless and like one one of the it's it's this is the thing too that messes me up like they're not even considered their own country so like puerto rico right um like they're part of the u.s they're part of the u.s but they they can't vote they don't have a lot of rights that we have but they're they don't they can't vote for the president um they don't have a lot of the rights that we have but they're part of this country and people are still like going there on vacation it's like i know i went to dr but i went with family like where family was like I wasn't on a resort. I was just out here, like who I was with knew, like this was his home, like that he knew where we were, like where to go, where not to go. Like it was still a risk, you know, being at the airport, we still could have contract something and brought it, but like I play even when I'm home. Like I was very armored up, suited up. And um, but this interaction basically was just saying how somebody was going to Puerto Rico for a vacation and this guy who lives there was like stop we don't want any tourists in Puerto Rico you're bringing COVID to the island and our hospitals are packed with people we don't have the resources to keep up with how many people need care and then I was so upset somebody responded I don't think that's for you to decide and it's just like how can you say that like that's his home that's his country and he was like of course it's not for me to decide but people are dying every day in my country and also in yours i'm assuming you're from the u.s i just don't want people to keep right like because only somebody from the u.s would say some ignorant shit like that and he was like i just don't want people to keep dying and since there's more people with covid in the u.s it just makes sense for people not to come here from the u.s and like people just don't care people just don't care I just don't care and it's sad the ignorance it's so sad like their hospitals are literally like hospitals in america are already struggling like well, how do you think these other hospitals are doing mm-hmm. you know that's that's wild man and that's you know it's showing it's showing people's true colors showing society's true colors but i mean everybody already knew it the news is really shocked. I'd be watching all the channels and they'd be like really shocked. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? People don't care. They don't care at all. But yeah, they don't. all I ask is everybody just to be safe. Do what you need to do. Do what you want to do. But just be smart about it. And considerate of others. And to my December, fall, and spring babies, I'm sorry. I, I can't make my... Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I can't make I can't see everybody everybody's just gonna get a nice heartfelt you know text message <laughs> you know catch me in the summer you know summer babies we always win it you know what I mean it's not our fault it's all right y'all, y'all get it in 2022 <laughs> right because they're in the same boat as the rest of us like I know none of us thought they would have to spend their birthday how we had to spend it but it is what it is it is it is what it is. <laughs> but that's y'all little that's our back to the topic. COVID update. This will be interesting to listen to. <laughs> <And> <laughs> a year or two from now. But 
anyways let's get into some music and i guess this is kind of a story we've been following not directly but indirectly um you know because we, we you know we talked about the r&b and then we talked about how the grammys was sub, sub, snubbing you know um woman in that um category and then you know we got the news that you know on twitter no on instagram i think she was posting her um 2020 artist rap from spotify um that basically tyana taylor announced that she's retiring from music and i will read the post for y'all so and i quote y'all did it thank you i ain't going front in times of feeling super underappreciated as an artist receiving a little real push from the machine constantly getting the shorter end of the stick being overlooked i mean the list goes on and on i'm retiring from this chapter of my my story with the comfort that i can depart with peace of mind seeing that all my hard work and passion put in was indeed loved supported somewhere in the world to all my supporters from day one all my new ones i love you I thank you for everything. Don't worry, y'all. All hustlers have the understanding that when one door closes, another one will open. Either that, or I'm picking the locks. <laughs> I'm picking. <laughs> so what's up? <laughs> He's funny. And then, you know, as you know, she put out her last album, which was called The Album, that released in June. It uh, debuted on number eight on the Billboard 200. She also has two other studio albums. I think that's that's seven in Roman numerals. Shout out to my public education and KTSC with good music and Def Jam label. Now I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What's up with this? What's up with your girl? I feel for her, honestly. I feel for my girl, Tiana Taylor. I feel like this is not... If you like kind of know her story, it's not a surprise um, that she feels like this. I personally didn't listen to her full first album or I don't, well, I think this was like the first album, um, but Seven, the VII, um, that album, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but um, the one that came out on behalf of Good Music, I know she was like very dissatisfied with that whole thing just apparently like i remember her saying like da didn't kanye didn't um approve a lot of songs or whatever that process was like all the songs she wanted on that album on the ktse one keep the same energy yes that's what it stands for on that album um i know she wasn't like happy that there weren't more songs on it and i just feel like from what i saw like the rollout for it the promotion, the backing from her label, like I just feel like it wasn't there. So I'm not really surprised. And um, she was on IG Live talking about it. And she said, I quote, I asked Def Jam to drop me on almost 10 different occasions straight to the face up in the building. At this point, I can't let this kill me. Granted to my fans, I think that you know 
and I can see how my message can come across. But at the same time, I feel like it's a tiny bit selfish to say, what about your fans? Do it for your fans. Maybe I got to do it for my mental health. I have to do it for my emotional health. I have to do it for my kids so I can stay alive for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like it's been, yeah, an emotional battle um, with her label and feeling unsupported from her label. Um, I think the fans, like, yeah, we love her music. We support her. Um, but I feel her, like, it's like talking to deaf ears, probably, like, and I hope that's, like, not an offensive term, but just talking to people, it probably was, I apologize, but it's like talking to people who won't listen, like, you just keep saying the same thing, how you want to be treated, and they just won't listen, so that shit gets tiring, and I think she's really just tired, I don't think she'll, like, fully retire if they start treating her better, um, but I think she needs to see that support. And if she gets it, I think she'll like continue with her music career. Ooh. You gave me some clarity on this situation. You put that together very well. Cause now, <laughs> in my mind, it's how, it's how I got it. It's kind of like the NBA, right? <laughs> Follow me, y'all. I know, I'm doing a lot. But it's like a really good player. Like she's amazing. Like I'm looking at her album. Like I'm looking at the Keep the Same Energy album. Uh, Gonna Love Me is a classic. Issues Hold On is a classic. Rose in Harlem is a classic. Mm -hmm. Who Would Have Made It. WTP. Like those are all like, I liked all those songs. Like this was a good R&B album. I, like I can't think of all the R&B albums that came out in 2018, but this is definitely one I listened to consistently. And then she's talented. She's super talented, you know, especially based off the album, which just came out in June. That's a dope album. I feel like she definitely should have gotten a bigger push from the label. Because, I mean, in our eyes, she's definitely, you know, one of the best. But I feel like she, you know, if she had a bigger push, she definitely would be, I don't know. I think, I guess, seen more or more appreciated. Like, I, I feel her. I feel why she's retiring. Cause like she's dope she makes amazing music and you said she's 30 and i'm like wow she's yeah. 30 but she like she's so she she should have more under her belt you know what i mean right like, and like yeah. if you're hip she's like her name i feel like for a while when i first heard of her i was just like what does she do like i know Tiana taylor but i know what she does like she was on um, my sweet 16 on mtv and like i guess her parents were like involved in the industry or something but like she's just been around for a while and then i'd say like within the last five years with like support from yay at least the support uh that was portrayed and you know she um did the faded video for him oh, yeah. like she really started yeah she really started getting like seen uh, from that so uh, it really uh, should just been it should have just been super up from there with her music career and then just I can like I can see how that probably like hyped her up like being in that getting finally getting this like attention she deserves because she's an amazing dancer um, an amazing singer she's an actress she produces she directs um, and then for her to not get that support from him after like him putting her on like that I yeah I could see how that was disheartening and she was also on um, the good music album Ye put out an album with like her, um, Shy the Prince, Big Sean, Two Chains, um, a few other people. It was like a, it was a good album. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah like she definitely should just have like a bigger a bigger catalog under her belt and like even as short as keep the same energy was like it's a solid project so it's not like it was bad but like i could get like all this work she's been putting in i'm sure she can pull a chris brown and drop an album with like fucking 35 songs mm -hmm. i'm more than sure of it. so yeah yeah that's that's just tragic because i can see her like on a better label like dreamville <laughs> <laughs> you would get you know what I mean like they 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 go hard for well yeah, I think they go hard for you know they go hard for Earth Gang they go hard for Ari yeah they, they even went hard for Luke <laughs> yeah. he's good he is good <laughs> shit. I'm, I don't know how I'm not shit I'm just saying you know they went hard for Luke I'm still waiting for the album to come out did the album even come out I don't think yeah, no, I feel you it hasn't no we would know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Like, I feel like a lot of people was like, with the album for her, if you knew, you knew. You didn't see that big push. And, you know. Exactly. It might be Kanye. I'm using might very, like, very lightly because it is probably Kanye. But, you know. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like the, and I do feel like the, labels play a big role and they know they do like they literally be like controlling these people's careers and they owe it to her i feel like to really get that push it's like i don't know exactly what they do in terms of, like to get these people like more push but i don't know like seeing like her face on like a cover of like a spotify playlist or apple music playlist like anything like anything they could be doing more they could be doing way more. Well, I guess only time will tell where we go, where she goes. Yeah, and I think the passion and take, I think she's going to focus on her directing and acting like career until they get it together because she's been like doing all her music videos and um, there was something else she did. Damn, I'm blanking. But something in the film industry. So I think she'll be proving a point by giving that area attention in her career. That and the dancing. Because you can dance her ass off. And that, of course. Of course. Then we see her. I feel like we seen her, right? Was that yeah, she was at Dreamville. And she was doing her thing. I was like, oh, shit. She did perform her ass off. She performed her ass off. But Much love to her. Much love. Always. Um, we got some more music. Our boy Bad Bunny, his latest album, El Ultimo Tour del Mundo, has oh, become the first. Hmm? Oh, in English, it's the last tour. Yeah, last tour of the world has become the first all Spanish album to reach number one on Billboard. So that's huge. Like, you know, he's obviously been killing it in like the Latin billboard and the Latin like sections and awards. But like this was just like billboard. I don't know if it, I, I'm sure that means billboard 100. But mm -hmm. He's just number one, just number one. Like not no. just Latin albums, like no. all the albums that came out, he was number one. Mm. And wow, like, I'm not surprised. I'm happy for him. I'm super happy for him. He beat these motherfuckers, BTS, 
from their top spot. I don't know what they make. I don't know what they do. I know it's like some K-pop shit. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, them boys is nice. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a that's a major achievement. They around the world. They international. They really they, are. I feel like they're trending every day on Twitter or something. The Korean pop audience. That's crazy. I don't want beef with them. We don't want no beef with them. No <laughs> beef. No beef, but he definitely deserved this shit. Um... So he took the spot from them. Their mm-hmm. album was called B, and they they're now at number three because um, Miley Cyrus came up and she, with her album Plastic Hearts, she's number two. But Bad Bunny got that number one spot. You know they have like their streaming equivalent album units because you know that's the new wave streaming. So he like was still very up to par. He had a hundred and sixteen thousand equivalent album units which equates to 145.94 million on-demand streams Hmm. that's insane big ups to that boy to that man you know i'm I'm gonna come calm this time because you know i i last time we talked about bad bunny i went a little ham and the recording (laughs) the audio was crazy i just wanted to drop some facts he's the most Streamed artist on Spotify, son. Most streamed. His album, I Do What I Want, the most streamed album globally. Mm-hmm. Real quick. That's 8.3 billion streams. That's more than the seven people on the planet. Seven billion people on the planet. I'm just saying. Literally. I'm going to let that breathe just so y'all know that. The album <laughs> has more streams. That's 3.3 streams for the album, I Do What I Want. Which is followed by the weekend, actually, the weekend in Post Malone, which I thought was interesting. But you know, I, that's, that is, if you're not hip, man, more for me, more for fucking me. All I know is, you know, when things open up, I'm going to the Spanish clubs, getting me a hookah, and I'm waiting for the Bad Bunny, Jay Cortez, Jay Balvin, I, the Scott Scratch, Sarch, Emmanuel. Like, I'm still, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just really hyped. And what I thought about the album, I thought the album was amazing. The concept of it being, like, his last, what he's him trying to see, like, you know, his last tour and what he thinks it would be like. I thought that was dope. Um, I'm trying, uh, I, I really need to learn Spanish. I need some of my Spanish friends. I need Daria to come on here and help me out. Because my two favorite songs on the album... How do you how do you say this? Which one? H H O Y and then C O B R E. I'm not gonna say it in Spanish because I'm I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna mess it up. But I did look through the English translations. My man was spitting. Like I felt it in my soul when I first listened to the album, right? <clears throat> and when I was first listening to it, and, and my favorite lines from it, from this song was, you flexing on me with a girl that I already gave it to. I went to the billboards, I went to the Grammys, and I didn't see you. I'm a legend. No one has risen like I have. A million per show. Damn, I already left. I was like, this man, different. 
then he also has a single with Rosalita. I'm not gonna pronounce the name of it. Watch, I, I'm gonna get better. 2021, I'm gonna be on point. That's a goal for me. Be on point with these Spanish titles. But I really like that song too. I thought they're they're definitely in my eyes. They're like you know the, the top Latin artists for you know male and female. And just having them on a single like that was, of course, incredible. Then you had the single with Jay Cortez, you know, number one. It was the number one song in America, Latin America and the world, excuse me. So I I love the album. The album is very dope. Storytelling is one where yeah, and I know if like I do what I want was more of like a power you vibe and you want to get out. But this album was more of a calmer chill and him trying like, you know, I think it was just a more complete album in that sense. Like it wasn't trying to give you party vibes, but it was just something that he really just wanted to give his fans. Kind of like his original, his first album. But I loved it, Roger. I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. What did you think of like some of the rock star pop vibe he had going on? Uh, at first, the first listen, I was like, this is interesting. Like the rock star vibe, I was like, uh, cause I, I, I don't know what song it is, but I was like, oh, this is a, this is interesting, it's a different sound. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm really not rocking with it, but I think the stand in me, after the third listen, I was like, yo, I, I, I kind of see where he's going with it. Mm-hmm. I think you definitely have to be, and at least for me, the type of listener, I have to be in the mood to want that. Um, but I liked it. And like the pop style, I think it's, it's a part of like, you know, it's a part of, you know, artists growing, um, like how we were talking about with, oh, how we will talk about with Rico Nasty. Dang, I jumped ahead, my bad, but. I feel you. <laughs> when we be talking ahead, it'd be confusing. It does be confusing because they don't know, but we know. But I think that's something that, um, I think as an artist gets bigger, as a person gets bigger, they want to appeal to more people. So they try something that, you know, that will appeal to more people in the audience, especially with a huge audience like him, you know, 8.3 billion streams. I think I'm not mad at him for trying it. Um, but I haven't I haven't thought about where this album ranks in his catalog. But all I know is he's been dominating 2020. Three albums yeah. in one year. He's honestly made the year better for me. And um, my article is on the way. <laughs> Artist of the year. Yeah, we love to hear the plug. Artist is on Artist of the Year. Plug it in. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. He's definitely been killing it. He's definitely made this pandemic a little easier for me. Get to escape with his music. Um and I was in Puerto Rico when the I Do Not Want album dropped. Like right before the pandemic like really took over the world. So that was that was a blessing. That was really a blessing. Like, it takes me back every time I listen to it. So it's definitely an escape. Um, <laughs> I really got lucky. I really did get lucky. Disgustedly jealous. Because I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, is he? At this moment, in this year, I like him better than Cole. So that's, so just, you know how jealous I am of you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely, like, grateful for that experience. Um, but I liked it. Um... I do want to point out how the song Sorry Papi features a black woman and she's literally singing in Spanish and it sounds like that's her first language like she really killed that so everybody look up 
Abra, Abra, I don't know how she pronounced it. I haven't looked up any of her other music yet, but I was very impressed. I was very impressed, but it's um, it's definitely like, I would call it like a little bit of an experimental album with the different sounds, but I feel like, you know, he's just him. He's gonna do what he wants, as we know. Um, he is a fucking rock star, so I feel like it fit. I feel like it fit the, the, the occasion, the experience of Bad Bunny. Hmm. Yeah, lucky I'm laying down because I would have more energy, but like, you know, I can't, I'm not giving it to you right now because if you, you just, I don't know. He has nothing to prove at this point. Suicide. All I know is those tickets are going to be expensive as fuck. <laughs> I know. They're, if not, they'll sell out in like a second. Bro. Oh. It's going to be really expensive. But I'll be there. Tall black guy. Singing his heart out. Horrible pronunciation in Spanish. But you'll see me there. <laughs> and then you'll see a white Jewish girl. <laughs> And a Puerto Rican girl in Adeline. Shout out to them. I miss y'all. But I'm good. You know. We'll definitely see y'all there. Because I will be there. I love my guy. But that's when we'll be back. I'll definitely we'll def- I'ma definitely talk about it when we get our you know, our best of the year and such and such. But going on with some more music before we get out of here. Uh I wanted to talk about real quickly Aminez and Rico's Nasty album. Um, I'll start off with Aminez. I liked it. It's, it's, if you're an Amine fan, you're definitely going to like his laid back, chill, groovy vibes that he brings to it. Um, I think the song Becky definitely encompasses that and how it just chill he could be on it. We could also turn up. It's also a vibe. Um, then he had a feature on here with Young Thug. That was like my favorite song on the album. Just because he... he I think it, it, if I had to describe him, his flow or whatever, or just how he goes as an artist, he's definitely like a rap sing hybrid, but like not, but in his own lane, he's not trying to be like Drake. He's not trying with the Atlanta sound. I think he has his own sound that separates him from everybody else. My favorite song on the album though is Riri. Um, I think it, it's really, I, what got me into it was the music video. Cause in the music video, I saw what Nehemiah showed me. It was like him bending, uh, all white Air Force One increasing it. I thought that was like a cool metaphor to have. It's like you can't, you know, well, you can take it however you want to take it, but you can't, like, you know, control me, and at least in my eyes, because you know how we all like to keep our forces, you know, increased or whatever. But like, he's like, you don't give a fuck. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think he carries that in his music. Uh, y'all definitely check that out. I fuck with it heavy. It's a great album. And this is kind of like a snippet of. Uh, let me put you on artist so you know I'd be smooth like that but tell me about Rico though because I know you you guys I'll never forget and Brandon's room y'all put me on the Rico's nasty smack of bitch <laughs> i never forget that that shit which is crazy that that is a bonus song in a remix and I want I want your thoughts on the remix of smack of bitch um what did you think of that but what did you think of the album overall Rico yeah that was a memory shout out Brandon because he put me on because put me on. But um, I think I did expect more from the album, personally. Um, I can definitely see how this is like her first official album. So I can see how she wanted to appeal to other people, like you were saying with Bad Bunny. 
crossing over into the mainstream that that definitely was what was going on in this album <laughs> it wasn't bad but i feel like it just wasn't fully what i was expecting from rico like i feel like it had some poppy elements pop songs and it was just like underwhelming might be harsh but it was a little bit like there were only a few songs that were really like that really had me like oh this is lit like i like this like this is rico shit yeah yeah um yeah <laughs> i wish it was a little bit better but i mean i appreciate the new music from her i love rico nasty she a tourist that's my girl oh, oh god uh. tourist gang <laughs> Mm. What did you think of the slap to bitch? Because it's almost three years old. Like, what did you think of the remix being on the album? I wasn't, I knew that there was going to be a remix of it. I didn't even know she was going to put the original one of it. So that was like cool. Um, I love that song. The remix, I don't know. (laughs) My opinions, my opinion on some of those girls is a little could be a little controversial so i'm gonna keep them to myself but mm-hmm. i feel like everything they were saying like fit the mood the vibe i think i feel like ruby wrote okay i don't know the pp cocaine girl or however you pronounce it but i felt like her and suki's verse was like very rico-esque like trying to match the energy of the song but i think ruby rose's verse so that was the first verse after rico's i feel like she stayed true to herself for the most part at least true to her style um i don't listen to suki's music either but i know she don't be like yelling like that (laughs) but i get it it's it's the vibe for the song Mm -hmm. um I don't know what's interesting. Suki and Ruby Rose were in the video for WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I definitely like, yeah, getting this, like, commercial vibe. People trying to, like, break out into the mainstream. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, because I have some some feelings about some of the girls. But I think it, yeah, it fit the mood, I guess. I'm cool with the original one, though. Completely cool. <laughs> we just listening to that one. We on the same wavelength. Because when I was listening to it, I was like, y'all just trying to bite her style. Or just like trying to copy her style, which, you know. Yeah. Put it in a more positive way. It made me realize how special of an artist Rico Nasty is. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody could replicate her style, her sound. Ever. The presence she brings on a uh, on a song. And it made me appreciate the album more because it's like, this is something really, really different. You know, people could try to compare it to the quote unquote other male ragers, but like, I don't even think they can, you know, and respectively, like she can't do what they do and they can't do what she does. And what she does is amazing. So I think I I appreciate it. I didn't like the, I didn't like the remix. I was like, I don't have to do this. Why y'all, why y'all trying to be like Rico? Right. <laughs> I understand I why she let them pop on, but. Nah, only she could destroy that beat. Nobody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. But I also liked the the feature she had with Gucci Man. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, okay. I'm gonna add this to my Gucci Man playlist. I was like, all right, Rico, out here. Was that your first time hearing it on the album? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
also oh, older song not older but it was a single that dropped like maybe like last month or something a few mm. weeks ago yeah maybe a few weeks ago maybe not even a month but yeah oh. you know that was my first time listening to it i was like this is dope and like i don't know personally i give both these albums like it's a solid label i think i would i'll definitely revisit um amine's album in the summer and just to highlight that one more thing like i really enjoyed the song mama i felt like it's one of those it's like and of course it, you know tupac has that formula of the mama song dear mama that you know everybody um you know has their twist too but i feel like he definitely made it his own. He brought, like I said, he brought that, that his feeling, his vibe to it, and it felt just really dope to hear. And you know, I'm always looking for stuff that's outside of the the drill and the killings of the shooting, which, you know, I, I do enjoy that music, but when you get a record like this, I think it deserves that extra praise and to be, you know, put out there more. So I really like that song. And then with Rico, it's a song, like I said, it's a solid album, I think. It's, it's not a bad debut album. Um, I like it better than Anger Management, but you know. Interesting. <laughs> but that's because Anger Management was like that. I didn't. I didn't like the heavy. I'm not that much of a fan of the heavy metal hip hop sound. And you see, like carrying my notes, you know. I, I even say that like it sounds like she suppressed that, and then what will for more modern hip hop and pop sound, you know, for this album. That's why I, I like this a little bit more. But it's good. like, you know, Rico's, she's dope live. You gotta see her live. And yeah, man, solid album. Yeah, I think, well, then it worked. Like, what she was trying to do with this album is like, <clears throat> excuse me, people who don't really like the the heavy metal type sound which i don't i literally don't outside of rico like i don't listen to that type of music but it's something about rico like nobody can do it like her no like it just comes natural for her and i just love it and she's just so confident and i love how she dresses like some of it's out there but like some of her should be fly and you know she'd be posting her son he's so adorable like she's just she and she's 23 like she just seems like this dope cool young chick like who's just doing what she wants um so i just love her and i yeah it's just something about the way she can just have me fucking raging like what <laughs> i would never picture me i mean i don't be like not literally but just like listening to something like that like it's just so good and i feel like that's what i was missing from this album and just like her regular like talking shit type vibe because i don't know she just does it so well and i feel like i feel like anger management was i mean it's called anger management like scream that shit out like i understand i feel like the one that came out before that nasty i feel like what she did there that could have been her first album and she could have used that same formula for this album because i feel like on nasty she has like i i wouldn't call them pop but it's like it's not a rager it's just like i don't know like one of the regular not regular but one of the other rap chicks like how their music sounds um i feel like she had a nice balance with nasty mm-hmm. i very i very much suggest listening to nasty like her rage stuff is there but you'll see what i mean when you listen to it like it's really it's so good it's so good i have to listen to it i wasn't able to listen to it but 
you know, hearing you say the balance, and I think that's key, especially with the rages. When they're balanced, yeah. it's incredible. So I'm gonna have to listen to it. Yeah, because the raging can be a lot. Like I get it. Uh, <laughs> I definitely get it. I can see you stage diving. Stage diving. <laughs> How to Rico? Oh, no. I can see it. I'd love to see it. I know. I'm not that adventurous. <laughs> Hey, you never know. I'm definitely trying to see her perform live, so that's on the bucket list now. You would love it. Love I it. Yeah, man. Is there anything else on the list, the bucket list today? Any more topics? I'm good with that. Cool, cool. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm going to too. We got some good music in. Mina and Rico blessed us. Bad Bunny blessed us. You've been blessing us all year, you know. Like I said, if you're not hip, it's not for you. But you'll see me. You'll see my timeline. Shoot. But until then, y'all stay safe. Stay, stay COVID free. Don't get the vid. You know. It's back to the topic, man. <laughs> Peace. Peace.